Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in vain. Amen. Thank you, Father, this morning for being with us. Now, Lord, meet every need that is here. Touch every heart. And bless every soul. Let them leave here full and satisfied in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you all for being here and coming so far to be with us. Uh, pray the Lord will speak to your hearts. Give you something to take home. Ain't it good to go to church and receive something that you can take home with you? Amen. When so many go to church and, and leave empty-handed. The Lord give you every good thing today. Everything you need. We're a needy people. Turn around and look at somebody and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a needy person. Sometimes I tell the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know how you do it, but you're God. You can handle everything. Sure, there's a lot of needy people in this world. And we all need Him. But He's big enough to fill that need, to meet that need. He's more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalms, David writes in the 16th chapter, if you want to read with me. Starting with verse 5. David says, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. And I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. 
Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. What is it that makes you happy? What is you can do in life if you like to do? You certainly ain't going to do anything you don't like. Sometimes we have to do things we don't like. But just think about it for a moment. What is it in life that you can think of doing that gives you great pleasure in the world? Things you'd rather do, something you'd rather do than anything else. Leisure time, pleasure time, good time, happy time. Whatever it is. Sometimes just a, a break in the day is a good time. Yes. You know, a break from all the hassles and the, the busy, busy day. Sometimes just taking a break and resting for a few moments. That's pretty happy. Amen. That's, 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 that's pretty pleasurable. It's, it gives you a little, little peace. A lot of money. You think a lot of money will make you happy? Well, now don't shake your head, no. It sure will. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with money. To say that there is no happiness in the world would be wrong to say that. There is happiness in the world. There are things in life that give you pleasure. Poor, the poor man has his source of pleasure. The rich man has his source of pleasure. Everybody has their source of pleasure. And some people settle for it. They live for it. They would give up everything they have for it. They would go the last mile for it. <laughs> or do anything that they could do for it. There's a lot of people in the world that's not happy. They live in sad situations. Other people have advantage. 
Some people have much more than others. But everyone, regardless of their circumstances, are looking for some sort of happiness in their life of whatever they can afford, be it very so small or very little. Everyone wants a little piece of happiness. Yes. Right? Yes. Let me see your hand if you do. If you don't have your hand, I'm going to call you sad sack from here on. <laughs> the problem with so many people is they're looking for happiness in the wrong places. The psalmist says, in thy presence is the ultimate joy. Of all the joy and happiness that people can have in this world, it is not the ultimate joy. Amen. It is not the fullest. When he says fullest, he means it's absolutely nothing else that could ever be like this joy that there is in the presence of God. It is the absolute truest, most blessed, heart-filling, soul-rendering joy that you could possibly ever have. In thy presence, O God, is the fullness. No matter how much happiness you may have in the world, you're still sitting on about half empty. No matter how much pleasure you may have in the world, you're still sitting on about half empty, half full. You may think that your tank is full. But you come a little bit shy of the fullness of joy. Now, how that could how could that possibly be? How how could how could how could that possibly be? Let's talk about the presence of God. Do you realize in the Old Testament scriptures, as we read from the beginning, about God's relationship with man, 
starting in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that he walked in the cool of the day looking for Adam, talked with Adam, communed with Adam. God's presence, what does the word present mean? It just simply means whoever or whatever is present. The presence of God means that His person or His Himself was present. The face of God. And God walked in the cool of the day in Eden to talk with Adam. His presence. When Cain slew Abel, his brother, the scripture says that Cain went out, away, after God had told him He would have a mark on his forehead. And there would be those who would seek his life to kill him. So God marked him so people would know who he was. And he went out. And he said, this is too much for me to bear. And he left and went into the cities. And he went out from the presence of the Lord. Amen. God's presence is seen several times throughout history in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. When he spoke to Abraham, we don't know exactly what it is that Abraham saw, who, you know, if he actually saw a person standing there. But evidently, God was there. He manifested himself to Abraham, and he communed with God. When God called Moses at the burning bush, the presence of God was there in the bush. The bush was on fire. It wasn't consumed. And the Lord was in the bush and he spoke to Moses. And when he led them out of Egypt into the wilderness, to Mount Sinai, the presence of God again came down on the mount. And wondrous things began to happen. Anytime the presence of God is there, Wondrous, marvelous things happen. Either a blessing 
or judgment. Many times God for Israel would come down and discomfit their enemies. The angels of the Lord would come down, the presence of God, and go out among the enemy alien armies and slaughter them. The presence of God on this earth. God would call men to speak His word. Prophets and priests. Even David, king of Israel, was a prophet. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon them. The presence of God would envelop them. Wondrous things took place. The presence of God. Moses, I believe it's in Leviticus where he was speaking with the Lord. And he said, Moses, I will go with you. My presence shall go with you. And Moses kept talking with the Lord. said, Lord, I ain't going to go if you don't go with me. The presence of the Lord. So we think about that. We think about the wondrous presence of God and, and what it means to us today. What it must have meant to the people then. What a wondrous, amazing God who would choose to manifest Himself in a lot of ways. When Moses went into the tabernacle, the presence of God, the clouds, covered the door of the tabernacle. And Moses communed with God in the tabernacle as with a man. The presence of God in this earth. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. So when God gave Moses the instructions on to build a tabernacle, He told him what to do and all the furniture that needed to be made, constructed, and everything that had to be done within the tabernacle. He showed him how to build the ark. He showed him how to build the altar. He showed him everything, every piece of furniture that was in there, the golden censer, the candlesticks, 
the table for the showbread, everything. And on top of all of that, God says, I want you to make this oil, a particular kind of oil. The ingredients, I will tell you, the, the herbs you can use to make this oil. It's a special oil. And I want you to take the oil and anoint every stick of furniture, everything that's in there. And then I want you to anoint the priests and take the blood from the sacrifices and sprinkle them with the blood and anoint them with the oil. For God's presence must dwell in a holy place. We think of God as being everywhere and He can be everywhere. He is everywhere. But where God dwells, where God comes in in His presence, where He takes up abode, must be holy. It's got to be clean. It has to be covered with the blood. And it has to be anointed with the oil. But all of these things are but shadows. All of these things point to one thing. But God's presence on this earth, He chose to come down in His presence among men. Whenever there was not any holy oil, whenever there was not any blood, what happened? There was fire. When God came down Mount Sinai, what happened? Man, it shook. And there was a fire. A storm of fire. And clouds and billows of smoke and darkness. Because of the presence of God. Hallelujah. We don't want to meet God We don't want to hear from God. We can't really know God except by the blood and by the oil. The presence of God In the earth. Meant something. To the people of Israel. Yes, 
wherever his presence was, wherever he came down, wherever, whatever God, wherever God was, something extraordinary takes place. Hallelujah. God draws men unto himself. God calls men unto himself. They commune with God. But there's something else that God is going to do. God is not just among us. When Jesus came, listen, for 400 years after Malachi, 400 years, there was no prophet, no word, no vision. And then one day, a little girl by the name of Mary was visited by an angel. You know the story. And God's presence once again is not on a mountain or in a bush or in the wind. But it's in a little baby. And the presence of God began to walk among men. And just like the days of old, wherever the presence of God went, from town to town, village to village, city to city, place to place, wherever the presence of God went, some extraordinary thing happened. The presence of God among men. He came down out of the mountain. And he became flesh and blood. And his presence... And talked and felt and touched and lived among men. Who else and what else but the presence of God 
can make the blind to see. What but the presence of God could cause the lame man to walk who had never walked? What but the presence of God could cleanse the leper and make him every whit whole? What but the presence of God could raise the dead? What the presence of God? What, what else could it be? Jesus was not only a blessing, but He was a rebuke. Who else but the presence of God could confront the religious leaders of His time? And pick up a whip and drive them out of the temple. You don't mess with the presence of God. You don't touch. You remember God told Moses, nobody, nobody is allowed to come on this mountain. Not even a beast can touch it. If he does, he's going to die. No one, until God was ready, no one could touch Jesus. He was the absolute authority. And His words penetrated. It unseated. Hallelujah. It broke up and tore down. God sometimes has to do that. He has to tear it down before He can build it back up. God has to shake us at our roots. He has to shake us at our foundation. In order for us to see. In order for Him to do His work. God's not going to build on some rotten foundation. He's got to get rid of it and put something solid there. Amen. God's got to put something solid in your life. He's not going to build on your rotten foundation. He's going to destroy that where you're standing. He's going to shake up your world. Whether you like it or not. When Moses went on the mountain, what the Bible said, the Bible said, he quaked in his shoes. The mountain shook. You know that song, that's where that song came from. When Moses come down, he said, I'm all shook up. God is going to shake us up. of God doesn't mess with man and man doesn't mess with the presence of God you can't you can't displace the Lord you can't remove God off his throne God is God and God means business 
And when he comes and when he appears, when his presence is there, man, something is going to happen. It's either going to be a blessing or a curse. But God said it's going to happen. Get ready for it. Now, we don't see the mountain shaking anymore or the bushes burning anymore. We don't even see Jesus in the flesh anymore. The apostle said we once knew him after the flesh. But we know him no more after the flesh. The presence of God that appeared to Moses and to all the people of Israel of old and all the prophets and all those days and came in Jesus. The presence of God came in Him among the people. We know Him in that way no more. So get ready. So where is the presence of God? Where is it? Is God gone away as he did as he died? What happened to the presence of God? Where is the presence of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said, Behold, I will do a new thing. I'm not going to shake the mountain anymore. I'm going to shake you. going to walk on the shores of Galilee I'm going to walk through the halls of your life and in your heart hallelujah I am going to live in you and I will be your God and you will be my people saith the Lord that's where it's at it's in your heart the presence of God is in your heart And behold, what wondrous things that God's presence has done in you. They saw his presence in the cloudy pillar by, by day. In the fiery pillar by night. They saw the presence of God shake the mountaintop. They saw the presence of God in the doorway of the tabernacle. 
And every time they saw it, some wondrous, amazing thing. And every time I look at you who believe, every time I speak to you and we communicate, what wondrous thing that I see. I see the presence of God envelop you and clothe you and fill you. He's not just walking beside me or beside you. He does because He's God. He's everywhere. And we use that, you know, as, as, as a way for to understand about, about being with God. God walked with me and I'll walk with God. But it's more than just God walking with me and Him, me walking with Him. He's walking in me. Every time you take a step, He's taking it with you. How many of you looking at me like owls in a tree? Every time you take a step as a believer now, if you believe in Jesus, you know Jesus, every time you take a step in life, He's stepping with you. Every time your foot goes forward, His foot goes forward. You never thought about that, did you? Every time you're down on your knees praying, He's there with you. The Holy Spirit is there with you. Praying with you. Jesus told His disciples, He said, you've heard me speak of the Holy Spirit. Right now, he's with you. You know, everybody seems to be so happy. Oh, glory to God, he's with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lord, he's with me. And that's good. They was with Jesus, that's good. I wish I'd have been there. How about you? What a wonderful thing it would have been to behold seeing Jesus in this earth. Hearing and looking and beholding and listening and watching everything. What a privilege it must have been. It was for them. For Jesus to teach them and tell them all these wonderful things about the Holy Spirit. And they said, oh Lord, tell me more. He said, you know Him. He's with you. Some of them I said, he is. <laughs> but he didn't leave it there. He didn't leave it there. 
It's just like the children of Israel of old. The presence of God is with you. God has come on this earth in your midst. You know that God is God. He's here. You've seen Him. You've read about Him. You know He's God. He's here. His presence is here. Oh, yes. Some people go to churches as if they think the presence of God is in that building. So they go inside that building in awe and wonder and reverence to worship the God whose presence dwells in the, in the building. Huh? Jesus said the Holy Spirit He's with you. Just like He was with the children of Israel of old. Just like He was with David or Moses or Abraham or Jacob or Isaiah or Daniel. You name it. Some of you name it more than I could. You name all the prophets. Name all the people. God is with them. God is with them. He's with them. But Jesus is bringing it a little further. God's presence. Well, He's with us. They was with Jesus everywhere He went. They was with Him. And that's good. But that's not as far, that's, that's not as, far as it goes. It's going to go a little further than that. God's got something else in mind. He's going to go a little further with His plan. You've seen my presence on earth. You've read about it. You've heard it. You know it's true. I've been here. I've walked among men. I've done this. I've done that. You know my presence in this earth has been here. I am God and there is none beside me. I'm God. But he said, I'm going to do something a little bit more. Not only am I going to be with you. Not only is the Holy Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. He shall be in you. Quit looking for God. Quit looking for God in the temples and the tabernacles and in the cathedrals. They're lovely. They're beautiful. They are erected in reverence and honor of God. But it's more than just an outward appearance. It's more than just an outward show of reverence. And we all reverence God. The devils reverence God. The devil himself believes and trembles. If you don't tremble, you're worse off than the devil, I guess. Huh? The 
But it's more than just an outward thing. It's that marvelous miracle. Oh, God performed all kinds of miracles with Moses and read him across the Red Sea and all the things that happened and all the prophets who came and did all that they did. Elijah and all, all, that they did, all the miracles that were performed. When Jesus came, look at all the miracles he performed. Disciples themselves, look at all the things they did when Jesus left and all the miracles and all the wonderful things that happened. And it has happened through the years. But that great miracle, that wondrous thing, that's the greatest of all. Is what he did inside of you. And the fullness of your joy is at last found inside. Man, when you get on your knees and pray, And the Spirit of God has filled your heart. And you pray and you're seeking that Lord that you love. What joy fills your heart. It is joy unspeakable. And where is the glory? The glory cloud that came down. Where is the glory of God that was in the tabernacle in the temple? You know, a lot of people talk about the glory cloud in churches. They take pictures of something that looks like a cloud coming into the, into the auditorium. That's okay. Where is the glory? It is inside of you. You're looking for the cloud on the outside like the children of Israel looking up at the mountain and staring. People go to church looking for a sign.
like a river. It feels like a rain when the glory of the Lord comes down. It washed away my sin. It gives me peace within. When the glory of the Lord came down, it makes the lame to walk. It makes the dumb to talk when the glory of the Lord comes down. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It gives me joy within. It gives me victory when the glory of the Lord came down. Where is the glory? It's in the victory. Where is the glory? It's in the love of Jesus. Where is the miracle? Where is the mighty, wondrous work of God in the earth? You're looking at it. Turn around and tell somebody, you're looking at it. Hallelujah! You are looking at what God has done in Christ Jesus in my life. that he may present it to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He washed it in his own blood. Behold, behold earth what manner of love that the Father, He who came down on Mount Sinai, behold what manner of love the Father has showed to us that we should be called children of God. And it doth not yet appear. Turn around and tell somebody, God ain't through with me yet. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Yes, we will. 
for we shall see him as he is. Stand with me, everybody. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's where the presence of God is. Somebody says, well, can't God do what he did before? Yeah. And he probably has from time to time. But I'm not just looking for a glory cloud. I'm not just looking for some sign or wonder. Because, hey, I'm already connected. I don't really have to see. I know. Where is God? He's right here. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Where is the presence of God? And where God is, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. When we come together as the children of God, as the church of God, we all have that same spirit, that same mind that says, with God all things are possible. Because we know the presence of God among us. Why do we pray for one another? Why do we testify to one another? Why do we exhort one another? Why do we love one another? Why do we come together? Because the presence of God that lives in us. Know you not? Don't you know? Don't you know that your body is the temple? And people, some of you people wonder why Pentecostals shake like we do. <laughs> just like when God came down on Mount Sinai, when He came down on me, man, I just started shaking all over. <laughs> Don't you know that you have within your breasts the very presence of Almighty God. I'll yes. yes. put a smile on your face. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And just like Moses, except Moses was so afraid. You don't have to be afraid. When you come to the Father, He's right there with you. There's a communication, a love relationship going on with you and God. What God wanted to do from the very beginning, He has accomplished in you and me. This was His plan. We haven't seen it all unfolded yet, but we're, you know, we're getting pretty close. We're like Jesus was on this earth who walked around among men the presence of God in man. You are the same. You are the same. You are walking among men in this world with the presence of God within you. Mm. And the more you realize that, the more you're going to see things happen. The more you set aside your thoughts and have His thoughts. And it applies to me as well. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Hallelujah. We are walking, we are living, we are breathing, we are speaking, we are hearing, we are doing in the presence of God. Somebody says, where are you living at? Where, where are you at in the Lord? You're in the presence of God. Last Sunday's sermon was about being in the ark. Let me tell you, the, the praise God, the presence of God is in you. You're not only in His presence, His presence is in you. If you were in that ark, we were talking about being in, inside last Sunday, being in there, we're on the inside looking out. That's true. But what happens when you're inside of an ark for one year? You become so acquainted with that ark, you know every nook and cranny, every inch of that place. It's like it's in you. When you're in the Lord, and He's in you. Huh? When you're in the Lord and you get to know Him more and more and more and more, he, praise God, you realize He's in you. Yes. Jesus said it Himself, My words abide in you. You and me and I 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 in you. The very presence of God. He's not only walking these aisles. 
He's not only sitting in these chairs. He's not only behind the pulpit or the piano or the, or the guitar or the drums. He's, hallelujah, He's in you. Brother Ed, where's he at? The drummer. Where'd he go? Tracy. Brother, every time you sit down at them drums and play for Jesus, Jesus is inside you playing with you. The Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit. Every time they get it down to the piano and play. Every time I sit down at the piano and start playing, Jesus is playing with me. Why? How? 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 How's that happen? Because he's in me, and he's in you. Do you believe? Father, thank you. Every time we open our mouth to speak, the Holy Spirit is there, speaking through us. You, Lord, are in our hearts. Your word abides in us. Your spirit is in us. We are one with you. Thank you for the marvelous thing that you have done in bringing your presence down into us. You live in us. And you abide in us. And you will never leave us nor forsake us. You're with us always, even to the end of time. You are with us. You're with us. Even if I myself feel down and out, you're with me. Even if I feel like I've made a mistake and I failed, you are with me. Even if my flesh takes the best... The, part of me and takes advantage of me. You are with me. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Your presence is in this earth. In us. Where is God? He's right here. In us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's a wondrous thing, the relationship we have with our God and how He is. Being in us and with us, He's also on His throne, and we can go to the throne of grace and find, find, find grace to help in time of need. He's always there. The relationship that God has with us is amazing. He inhabits us as He inhabits His throne. He inhabits us as He inhabits the universe. He abides in us as He abides always. You ever think of that? He abides with us as He abides always. Thank you, Father. Does anybody don't know Jesus this morning? Now's the time. Open up your heart and say yes.
and say, Lord, I believe. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for my sins. And, you, and by your blood, I'm cleansed of my sin. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus. And you will be saved. He is your Messiah. He is your Savior. Hallelujah. Get into a relationship with God. He will come and live in your heart and abide in your heart. And He'll show you the way. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, God bless you this morning. Take this thought with you. And say, I am living in the presence of God. Yeah. Anytime that devil comes knocking on your door, say, get out of here, devil. Ain't no room for you here. I don't think the devil likes to hang around where the Lord is, do you? The only reason why he comes knocking on your door is because you're weak in your flesh. But the Lord is in your spirit. And the strength of your spirit is greater than your flesh. Did you hear me? The strength that God gives us in the inward man is greater. Greater than my flesh. I'm tempted. I'm tried. I go through it just like you do. Every day of my life. But greater is he that is in me. Amen. Shake hands. Love one another. Be friendly. And come back and see us again. Thank you for coming. God bless.